The following is a presentation of Learfield IMG College. It's Monday night in Atlanta, and that means it's time to talk Yellow Jacket Athletics in this week's edition of GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. GT60 is brought to you by Georgia Power, bringing you the energy for every game day and to your community, too. Visit georgiapower.com sports to learn more. Now, to get things started, we head live to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. And welcome, welcome. Great to have you with us for another GT60 tonight on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. I'm Andy Demetra. Josh Pastor will be with us for the next hour as the Yellow Jackets begin a big homestand and a prime opportunity. Three straight home games now with four games left in the regular season. It kicks off tomorrow night, late night, 9 p.m. The tip-off versus Clemson. Look forward to bringing you the coverage on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. And, of course, we look forward to talking Jackets with you tonight. The number is four. For us on GT60, 866-477-7020. You can also tweet your questions using the hashtag GT60. Without further ado, let's welcome in the man to my left. You'll see him on the sidelines tomorrow for Georgia Tech versus Clemson. Head coach Josh Pastor. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well, uh, Andy. Um, we've done better if, we're, if we won the game on Saturday or had a better second half. But, uh, uh, but I'm here. So... Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, you know, those, those, those games are tough when you just, even, you, even coach Beheim after the game said, I can't believe we won that game. That's what he told me, you know? So, uh, um, that was a hard one to swallow, but the great news is we have a quick turnaround and opportunity to bounce back against a really good Clemson mm-hmm. team, uh, tomorrow at 9 PM. I know we'll talk more about that later on the show, but, uh, and they're playing at a really high level. And then we got Miami on Saturday. Um, Pittsburgh next Wednesday at home, so three straight home games and finish on Friday versus at, at Clemson before the uh, conference tournament. So, um, <clears throat> you know, a lot to play for. And, um, yeah, so we can talk about last week. Uh, and, and obviously right, on, right behind me is a great game on the television, Florida State-Louisville. Uh, um, and, you know, it's interesting, as Mark Packer and West Durham like to say on the ACC Network, um, in their morning show, they talk about uh, um, the glob. They call it the glob of all these teams between five and pretty much thirteen. You know, there's just a. He, they call it the glob. Um, thought that was an interesting name. And what do you? What would you call that? That I just call it jammed. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's a log jam. It's a, a mass. It's a clump. Glob would certainly work. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, what's interesting is is um, it just seems like every game, every week, uh, there's, you know, a one win can just move you from 13th to 5th and vice versa. A loss can move you the other way. But a lot's going to obviously shake out over this next, uh, you know, 48, 72 hours uh, through all these games. Um, uh, Well, so, and we start with the week earlier, or or earlier in the week on Wednesday with Wake Forest. Mm -hmm. We're able to wield another long gas station receipt. We did, which was nice. And the eighty six seventy nine, the final. The total of that of the gas station receipt was seven hundred and seventy seven dollars seventy seven cents. To celebrate win number seven in ACC play yeah. for you guys, seven hundred and seventy seven dollars and seventy seven cents. But uh, um, so we go to Wake Forest, and what I would tell you is we're coming off of a big win, at, you know, versus Louisville. We're off the week. 
And uh, and in the past, we've lost some of those games. You know, a team that you, you you know they're behind you in the standings, and you needed to win the game. And uh, and and we've at times have lost those games, but we found a way to get a win. It wasn't easy. It was um, um, <clears throat> um, uh, the the 94-95 team. They were celebrating that 94-95 team. They had comp- incredible um, um, uh, energy in the building. Uh, Tim Duncan was there. Um, they had, you know, rehashing that time period. And we really started out well in that game. We really had a great first half. Michael DeVoe went down. and um, Fortunately not out because and, he was electric and, and, and in the second half. And he saved us in the second half with his offense. But he was, but 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 the same thing would happen to us for Syracuse. Happened to us in Wake Forest. The start of the second half, we had a seven, we had a nine point lead, or yeah, seven point lead. I think uh, nine point lead versus. It Wake was Forest. eight at halftime versus eight. Wake Forest, eleven and Saturday, it, and it, and it eva- both leads evaporated, evaporated just like that, and uh, and that's what kind of happened, and that's what's the frustrating thing is both times, and I think a lot of it had to do with look, we're going to get everyone's best shot in the second half, especially when you're up. But our, our, we weren't able to – our ball security on both those halves, we gave away possessions. Yes, they scored some, and we've got to be better defensively in coming out of those halves. But but part of that also, Andy, was that, that we – our turnovers, the ball security issue, again, bit us in the rear. But um, but we found a way to get a win. Um, in this segment, I want to talk about Wake Forest. In the next segment, I'd like to talk about Syracuse, if you don't mind. And uh, But so – I really felt in that game, especially in the second half, Andy, um, I had gotten on Jordan Usher, and I had to pull him out. And he really he came back in late in the game and really was extremely productive, helped us get the win, made some big free throws, did some really good things defensively, did some great things on the glass. I need to slide to the four because by that point, James Banks and yep. Moses Wright were both fouled out. And and he um, he got some big free throw line box outs. Another guy I want to give great kudos to is Evan Cole. Evan Cole had missed some free throws earlier in the first half, but the second half made big free throws, made a big defensive play, one or two defensive plays, had some big rebounds, had a couple big dunks. But Michael DeVoe, the second half, they just they, he and Jose, um, it was the first time since Boston College in overtime last year where both guys scored over 20 points in a game. And both those guys found a way to help us because I always talk about guard play, Andy. Guard play is so critical in college basketball. And those two guys as guards played at a very, very high level. They, 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 they scored it. They distributed it. Um, and both guys play, did it. Like I thought Jose's defense on Childress, he guarded them all game long. And Childress ended up with uh, no, th- no three-pointers. He was 0 for 6. 0 for 6 from 3. He had he had 15, 15 points on 16 shots. He had one assist and six turnovers. Jose did a very good job on Childress. So not only did Jose did a good job offensively, did a great job defensively. And you're right, James Banks got in foul trouble. That was his third straight game to foul out to, at that point. And um, he was ready to play. He just, you know, we, we are a better team with James on the floor for that shot blocking presence now our defense like we had four kills four three stops in a row throughout the course of the game in the first half none the second half 
And we always talk about getting seven, and that's my issue is is we're not getting the stops in the second half like we did against Louisville. We had five kills or five three stops in a row going in the last media timeout versus Louisville, and we got two more of those uh, to finish out the to finish out the game and that last media timeout, which allowed us to get the win. So we we but fortunately we made free throws down the stretch and we were able to continue to score. And Michael DeVoe kept. Um, uh, you know, he came back off that knee deal, and and he found a way to get us a groove back. But we got down one because they we were up eight, and they went on a nine zero run to start that half. We had some costly turnovers, and Moses Wright was really good at fourteen points, seven rebounds. Little um, did we know what was to come versus Syracuse, but you're a- right, absolutely, just played at a high level, and um, <clears throat> so he he uh, um, he's continued to get better. And we'll talk in that next segment. We'll talk on the Syracuse game on some thoughts on that. But, you know, they played some matchup zone, Wake Forest. I think we did a good job handling that. I thought we did a good job. Um, you know, we scored 86. Biggest issue is we kept we, we got to be better defending without fouling. And that we're, that's an issue that we've been having. And you look at something with, like, James been fouling or some other things, but we're putting guys in the bonus early. we got to do a better job of that. But – I really thought offensively, again, we were very productive. Do you have a shooting percentage right there versus Wake? I think we shot 40-something from two. 52% for the game, 26 of 50. You were 5 of 14 from three, 35.7%. If you look at our numbers, we've become a pretty good offensive team. And I think we're top. What are we in the ACC in conference play in three-point shooting? Well, number two in overall field goal percentage. Yep, overall field goal percentage. We're the highest in in a long time in Ken Palm ratings of our offensive efficiency this season at Georgia Tech. I, I don't know what we're on three-point shooting during conference, um, but I think we're top. You know, we're top half of the league. Yeah, you're uh, sixth. We're sixth, best we've been in a long time here. So we're we're playing better offense. That's why I keep saying anytime we step on the floor, we're a dangerous team. We're good enough to win all these games. We've just got to learn how to win and get over that hump. And we'll talk about that next segment with Syracuse. Well, we hope to be see a dangerous team tomorrow night at 9 o'clock when you take on Clemson. Two of your last four games in the regular season versus the Tigers who look to snap a five-game skid to Clemson, which, as you noted, comes in winners of three straight. Tonight's edition of GT60 is presented by City Tap. Visit City Tap Midtown, your local kitchen and craft. Proud to have City Tap as tonight's presenting sponsor of GT60. We'll take our first time out. Again, if you want to jump in on the phone lines, you can do so by calling 866-477-7020. The hashtag on Twitter is GT60. GT60 is also presented by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. We're back after this in the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Best tailgate? It's got to be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football. Y pollo asado. Hoops and wings. It's subs. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's got to be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No, seven layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill and an ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke. Come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day? Race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's tailgate 101. Tech fans play hard, work smart, and are passionate about winning. And at Ford Motor Company, we are too. That's why the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer is the best-selling large SUV in America. It's built for life's adventures and diehard fans like you. Drive it today. Drive it home. Drive it like a Ford. Visit BuyFordNow.com or see your local Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Based on 2018 CV sales of large utilities with three rows. Based on Ford segmentation. 
GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tech fans, come check out what everyone's been talking about. Grindhouse Killer Burgers was voted Atlanta's best burger by Creative Loafing for five years running. Featuring beef, turkey, veggie, and the all-new Impossible Burger. Choose sides such as onion rings, award-winning chili, fresh salads, and indulge in our milkshakes, including our famous boozy shake. Visit our five locations throughout Metro Atlanta, which include dozens of local craft beers, wine, a full liquor bar, tons of patio seating, and TVs playing sports and cult movie classics. Live fast, eat well. Grindhouse Killer Burgers. Today, breaking news on the Yellow Jackets. There's no better source than RamblinRec.com, the official website of Georgia Tech Athletics. RamblinRec.com provides detailed content and results on all Georgia Tech teams. With innovative photos, live game and coaches show broadcasts, and in-depth interviews about the Jackets, RamblinRec.com is your complete online source for Yellow Jacket sports news when you just have to know. Visit RamblinRec.com and make it your start page each time you log on to the web. Go to the source. Go to RamblinRec.com. Welcome back to GT60 Live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. For more, let's head back live now to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. GT60 Town is presented by City Tap. City Tap Midtown, your local kitchen and craft. Also want to remind you, Hyatt Regency Atlanta has rambling rates all season. Visit HyattRegencyAtlanta.com and use offer code GTech. Hyatt Regency Atlanta, a preferred partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. Once again, the number is 866-477-7020. You can also submit your questions on Twitter using the hashtag GT60. We're trying to follow up that road win versus Wake Forest, make it three in a row at the Carrier Dome Saturday. Had the 11-point lead but unable to preserve this halftime lead. Orange has sanded down that defensive teeth in the second half. They wind up winning 79-72. That being said, we'd be remiss if we didn't start with Moses Wright. 33 points, 10 rebounds. It shattered his previous high. He was 14 of 17 from the floor, and he scored the most points by a Tech player in an ACC road game since Tony Akins had 33 versus Florida State almost 20 years ago to the day February 21st of 2000. We called him on the broadcast the high priest of the high post. You need your high post guy to be efficient against that zone. Moses certainly was. Yeah, so let's talk about the Syracuse game, Andy. Uh, I really thought we had good preparation going into the game. I liked what we were uh, kind of what we were were thinking on our game plan. Um, I liked how we attacked the zone. I mean, we scored 72 against them. Offensively, we just said, hey, man, and scout team, we said, okay, three guys are wearing these red jerseys. 11, 33, 35, no threes. They, just no threes whatsoever. And I tell you, the first half, they couldn't get a clean look other than they took some you know, tough shots. There was one where Jordan Usher went underneath the screen, Elijah right in front of our bench. Elijah Hughes hits a three off of a turnover. We're ready to bury him, 34, 22. Jose tries to throw that lob pass to Moses. You know, I, I, look. I love Jose, and he plays so darn hard, and he just competes and gets after it. But he's got that gunslinger mentality, and we're up 34-22, and we're ready to bury him. And he tries to throw a home run play, a sports center type of play to Moses Wright, who misses it, who it turns it over, and we come down, and they hit a Gerard hits a top of the key three that allowed them to have some life again. Man, that was frustrating. But we. Um, 
I thought Jose guarded did a nice job. I thought Jordan Usher did a really good job. We were just playing at a high level, but we had nine turnovers the first half, and and I told our guys we're we're one of the best offensive teams in the ACC, and if you're one of the best offensive teams in the ACC, you're one of the best offensive teams in the country. Stop turning it over. Just hit singles, please, because we really we were up eleven. We should have been up sixteen. And um, I really thought we had a, you know, we, we, we played at a high level for the most part in that, ha- in that, in that first half. So I go in the, in the second half, and we just, I addressed it with our team because we had four kills versus Wake Forest and none the second half. And it, that's why they're able to hang around. And I told our team, I went through the whole thing. I said, well, you've got to learn what we just went through Syracuse. We had f- Wake Forest. We had five kills in the first half for Syracuse, which is five three stops in a row. And um, we had five of those. And I says, guys, seven, we got to get to seven. That's our goal. But th- we, for this game to win, we got to get to ten. Like, we just had five. Th- let's get to ten. And, um, man, that, that Gerard, the whole thing changed when Gerard hit those five points to start the second half. He has that really deep three on Michael DeVoe. Then he hits a tough two. But in, during that course of some of those possessions back and forth. We just turned it over. And that really ends up hurting us because we're giving away possessions. If you look at the Syracuse game, we averaged a point per possession. That means that the probability of us scoring is at a high rate, a high clip, if we are not turning it over. And that was just, you know, beyond frustrating I knew Syracuse was going to make a run, but we and, and again, then we got up 45-20-39. We took their punch, we extended to six, and um, and then we had an, a a a a play where we had a a bad shot, which led to them scoring on the other end. Uh, Bayheim hitting that three in, in the right in front of their bench that went in and out, and um, and then towards the end we were we were trading baskets. And Doljiak, Doljiak, number 21, how you pronounce his name, just, you know, we once James fouled out, and this is James's fourth consecutive game he's fouled out, and I've talked to James about this, and I've told James, you have to protect your first foul. Protecting your first foul is just as important as any fouls throughout the course of the game because protecting your first, because the first matters, and you've got to be so fun, you've got to be aggressive but fundamentally sound and all that. Now, he got that first foul based on a charge, so, you know, that was a tough call because sometimes those things, it's a 50-50 call based on the official. Now, James ended up, I mean, that was the right call because it was a charge. But um, um, but there were some others where, where he's just got to really protect and defend without fouling. But him fouling out in Dolzhiak, Dol- how do you pronounce it? Dolzhiak. Dolzhiak really went to work on us. And we were changing. We had Evan Cole on him. We had Moses Wright on him. We put Jordan Usher on him. We put Michael DeVoe on him. We changed guys. But not having James there for the shot blocking really hurt us. The one time Michael DeVoe did a great job walling up, and he Moses got caught ball watching, and they threw it behind him, and he, and he scored. He threw it to uh, Burama. Um, is that how you pronounce his name? Burama? Yeah, Burama Sidibe. Okay. And, um, <clears throat> Do you recruit players based on how easy it is to pronounce <laughs> their names? Well, did you, did, you, did you notice on the bus – when we got to Syracuse, did you notice what I said? 
I yeah, said, because the, the, the team meal was in the Canandaigua room, and anybody who's been to Syracuse like myself or our studio producer, Dan Kors, they can tell you Canandaigua is one of the Finger Lakes, but you didn't even bother trying. I said, hey, I'll text you where the room's at because I can't pronounce the <laughs> yeah. name. Um, so I said, I'll just text you where no. the room's at for dinner because I'm not going to try to pronounce it. So, um, yeah, I'm not, you know, that's why I'm a numbers guy, Andy. I try to go by the numbers on the board. <laughs> Um, but, uh, anyway, that being said, uh, thankfully all our guys, even how many times did I, you know, most of our guys' names are, are simple to say, but, um, <clears throat> that all, with all that being said, we just, you know, James being fouled out, it, it, you know, we lose that presence inside, uh, defensively, but I will say this, um, Michael or, uh, Moses Wright was outstanding a year ago. We played at Syracuse. Uh, and Andy, he didn't play one minute. And someone asked me, "Did he, did he not play because he was hurt?" I go, "No, because he wasn't. He, he wasn't good enough at that time. He didn't. I wasn't putting him in. He couldn't help us win. That that's why I believe he should win Most Improved Player of the Year award. Now he's, we got four games regular season before that. You know, he, so he's got still work to do. But that is why I believe he should get that award because of his improvement and how much he's improved. And um, and so, uh, um, but, you know, he's got to keep at it. 33 points, 10 rebounds. Now, there was a couple times where he, his biggest issue right now is his turnovers. He's doing everything else. Really, it's his turnovers. He had four costly turnovers in that game. If you look at his stats during conference play, 17 assists to 50-some-odd turnovers. He, he's got to stop turning the ball over. He's gotten so much better with his footwork, but it's those turnovers is his biggest Achilles heel right now that he's got to be better for us at. All right. Now, we got Glenn in Rome waiting patiently, wants to ask you about Moses Wright and James Banks. Glenn, hang tight. We do have to hit a commercial break. We do want to get your question, however, so if you don't mind so kindly to stick through the commercial break. Once again, GT60 is brought to you by Georgia United Credit Union, the official credit union of Georgia Tech Athletics. It is GT60 tonight presented by City Tap Midtown on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tech fans play hard, work smart, and are passionate about winning. And at Ford Motor Company, we are too. That's why the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer is the best-selling large SUV in America. It's built for life's adventures and diehard fans like you. Drive it today. Drive it home. Drive it like a Ford. Visit BuyFordNow.com or see your local Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Based on 2018 CV sales of large utilities with three rows. Based on Ford segmentation. Court, a part of Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway Company, is the nation's leading provider of transition services, including furniture rental for home and office, even furnishings, destination services, apartment locating, touring, and other services. With more than 100 offices, showrooms and clearance centers across the U.S., operations in the U.K., and partners in more than 80 countries, no other furniture rental company can match Court's breadth of services and company-wide commitment to making a house a home, an office a great place to work, and an event a memorable celebration. For more info, visit Court.com. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. The Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, the highly recognized mark of distinction in college athletics across all divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow your favorite team's pursuit for excellence in this prestigious annual award through the directorscup.com, USA Today, or L Directors' Cup on Twitter. Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, the crowning achievement in college athletics since 1993. 
It's not just our color. It's our commitment. It defines us, drives us. It's our standard and our pursuit. When you come to the flats, you need to remember something. Our gold is unbreakable, forever gold-blooded. We are Georgia Tech Basketball. with GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. To be a part of today's show, give us a call on the hotline at 866-477-7020 or send your question on Twitter using hashtag GT60. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. GT60 is brought to you tonight by your Atlanta area BMW Center's BMW, the official luxury vehicle of Georgia Tech Athletics. We can't wait to see you here at McCamish tomorrow night, 9 p.m. when we tip off your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets and the 14-12 and 12 Clemson Tigers, who are a game ahead of Tech in the standings, 8-8 eight and eight in the ACC Georgia Tech at 7-9. the number to call. And let's welcome in Glenn from Rome once again. Glenn, welcome back. Go ahead with your question for Josh Pastner. Good evening, Coach. Evening, Three Glenn. things, Coach. Um, Moses Wright and Banks, sometimes there's just no discipline in their fouling. As we go down the stretch, what are you going to do about that? Because it's going to really cost us. Number two, I felt that Jose and DeVoe did not play well in the second half. They stood around and watched Moses work, and that's why we lost the game. They were not in the offense. I feel that Jose, like he's played the last month or so, He's got to be in it from start to finish offensively. Number three, Asante Price and Khalid Moore. Very disappointing Khalid's play this year. I've said that once before. And just curious about Asante Price. Is he, uh, what do you expect for him in the future? Thanks. Thanks, Glenn. Um, a few things. So to <clears throat> appreciate the question. Appreciate you listening. So let me address all three questions you had and all, and all good questions. Uh, number one about Moses and James on the on the discipline on the fouling, uh, they do foul a lot. I know now. So I, look, uh, 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 Glenn, there's 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 times where a foul or two could be questionable based on a call like that. Wake Forest shot block. I thought Moses was a clean block, and there was a time or two where James had a clean block. Again, that's a that's a you know from a coach's point of view, able to watch it in the film. Um, you're saying, hey, there's no foul there. So sometimes there are fouls that that's maybe a 50-50 play because there's a the fouls are happening. It's not happening in the backcourt where they're reaching. A lot of them are collisions on the rim. James's first foul at Wake Forest was was you're correct was undisciplined. We work on offensive rebounding all the time. I use the word slice, slicing. Seven of ten misses are missed long. And offensive rebound is about all about anticipation. Well, when I say protect your first foul, that first foul that James had versus Wake Forest, he shoved the guy in the back. He should have taken his right foot, sliced him, had his shoulders square to the backboard, two palms up to the to the basket, and he would have had inside position and he would have gotten the rebound. He pushed the guy in the back, two hands, didn't use his feet. It's a foot fight, not a fist fight. And he didn't get the rebound. Instead, he fouled the guy, and that was a foul. And so that's where those type of things, it's, 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 that was where James has to be better. 
Moses, um, um, you know, he got caught one time in the air where he, the guy faked him. Uh, he did have an over the back. I'm not as sometimes in, in, in plays like Hitty and James make some effort plays on the rebounds offensively where you can get because we're we're getting to the glass, Glenn. We're we're a charging the offensive glass. We're attacking the glass. We become a good offensive rebounding team. With that, there's going to be a time or two where you're getting an over the back, not a push, but you're fighting for the loose ball and things happen like that. But I thought a foul or two, Moses. We had some great shot blocks. I thought James had his his fifth foul. Had a pretty good shot block there, and so again, it's just those are sometimes can be judgment calls more so than automatic calls, and so. Uh, but I'm I agree with you on that, Glenn. We've got to be better um, in defending without fouling because we're 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 the facts are we're putting guys to the free throw line way too much. We're one of the we're not good in that area, and we're not good in ball security. Those are our two worst statistics for us: is 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 putting teams to the free throw line and fouling and and uh, ball security issue. The second question you had about Jose and Mike, I totally agree with you. Glenn, this is a guards game. Everything's about guards play. Now, I thought Jose and Mike did try to find Moses. That was part of the game plan. I thought Moses was really good, but Jose did hit a big three opposite of our bench or on the other side of the the wing uh, uh, in the half. But he and Mike didn't have that same aggressiveness, finding ways to score and doing different things, coming up with loose balls and 50-50 balls like they did in the Wake Forest game. And I'm agreeing with you, Glenn. And I said that in the in the, in the the film session on Sunday, on yesterday, to our team that, hey, bottom line is our guards didn't get it done in that second half. Now, listen, I, I love our guards. I love our guys. They're great players. But you know we're not we don't have margin for error so and i and i've said this is all about a guard's game it's about guard play and um they were not the aggressive they hadn't been their normal selves in that second half and it's not just scoring it was it was defense loose balls 50-50 balls guard rebounding those type of things we didn't get the transition baskets that we needed to do and um so i'm in agreement with you on that glenn and then thirdly, regarding Khalid Moore and Asante Price, look, I, I, I'm a big fan of both young men. Uh, Khalid Moore is an, an awesome uh, young man. He's been up and down. I know it's been tough because I haven't gotten the time that I would like to get him. He's he's a very good defender. Um, you know, he's had some ups and downs, and he started, you know, he was great for us in the summer and the fall. He just, you know, he started the year really good, really, really good. I think me probably having him in and out of minutes and, you know, I've, I've got to do a better job with him. Uh, there's no question about that. And, and, I, and I'm still a big believer in, in Khalid. <clears throat> and, uh, and he's got to be ready to go tomorrow. And he's rested this stretch run here. And he can really help us. He really, really can. He's just got to continue to get better on the offensive end. And, I'm a, and, and, and Asante Price, the same thing. He's come a long way. You know, look, Asante Price j- turned 18 uh, in, in August. Um, he's, he should be a senior in high school. This is all a new process for him. He's got a lot of potential, a lot of upside. He played a lot early, has obviously has not gotten the time late. And and really right now for him, he's got to continue to stay the course. He's got to continue to, to have buy-in because his biggest jump, as most people's jumps, but Asante can make a huge jump between going from your freshman to your sophomore year. You've been in the program a year. 
you know college basketball for a year, you know the level of play for a year, you know the intensity level, um, so he can make a big jump. He's just got to stay with it. I keep telling, hey, look, I, I know we're in the stretch run here. It's my rotation is pretty much set on on kind of where we're at, um, uh, but you got to stay ready. But you got to really looking for because our first game next season is November the twelfth, for example. Um, that that's what we got to shoot for, for you to be so ready for that. That doesn't mean you're not ready to play this year, the remaining games that we've got, but because I believe you can be so good down the road, down the, uh, down the line, you just got to keep staying with it. He's got, a, he's got a lot of, you know, physical abilities, the tools that he can be really good. It's just, it's going to continue what I believe in getting old and staying old, continuing to, to have these young men mature. All right, Glenn, you've got questions. Coach, you provide the answers. We appreciate it. Thank you, Glenn. GT60 is brought to you again tonight by City Temp. Visit City Temp Midtown, your local kitchen and craft. That opens up a phone line for you at 866-477-7020. We'll take another time out. Not all fans agree on the best game day foods, but when they're served with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. It's GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Best tailgate? It's got to be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football. Y pollo asado. Hoops and wings. It sucks. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's got to be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No, seven layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill and an ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke. Come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day? Race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's tailgate 101. Georgia Power, we believe our lake should be filled with water, not trash. That a healthy honeybee population will pollinate a healthier environment. That building homes is just as important as powering them. That's why we believe what we do off the grid is just as important as the clean, safe, reliable, affordable energy we provide on it. And that's a different kind of energy. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Libman makes a difference. The Libman Mop Crew is part of our winning team. The Libman Mop Crew makes sure the hardwood is clean and safe for the players every game at McCamish Pavilion. No matter what kind of flooring you have at your home court, Libman has the tools to keep it clean. Our mops, brooms, and brushes are proudly family made in the USA. Visit Libman.com to see our whole lineup and for a store locator. That's Libman.com. Libman, proud partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. RamblinRec.com is your home for up-to-the-minute Georgia Tech sports news. Log on to RamblinRec.com and you'll find exclusive stories, updated stats, ticket and scheduling information, and much more on the official website of Georgia Tech Athletics. Plus, you can tune into live games and coaches show broadcasts from anywhere in the world. Follow your favorite Jackets team online and keep up with Georgia Tech sports news as it happens at RamblinRec.com, the official website of Georgia Tech Athletics. with GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. To be a part of today's show, give us a call on the hotline at 866-477-7020 or send your question on Twitter using hashtag GT60. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. 
1460 presented every week by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, and presented tonight proudly by City Tap. Visit City Tap Midtown, your local kitchen and craft. I'm Andrew Dementor. He's Josh Pastor. Back to the phone lines we go, and that's where we find Anthony in Orange County. Once again, Anthony, welcome back, partner. Go ahead with head coach Josh Pastor. Hey, coach. Hey, a couple quick things on Evan Cole, who I'm a big fan of. I think when he gets on the court, he brings energy. Uh, I love the way he closes out on defense when he's uh, readjusting when the ball's being moved around. He always closes out low. But specifically for the Syracuse game, I thought they adjusted in the second half by bringing their their defensive baseline up closer to the free throw line to um, kind of crowd uh, uh, right. And I just think Evan is so great in the short corner. You brought him in, he kind of scored or got fouled. Um, and then he seemed to get pulled out for Bubba. Um, so one question is, uh, why did you pull him out? It seemed like he was going to be effective there. And then the second thing is, this is just a kind of focus group of one, but when I've noticed Evan at the, at the free throw line, he tends to make free throws when the ref throws him to ball and he locks in on the rim prior to going through a dribbling motion. When he catches the ball and he's looking down dribbling, he brings the ball up and his eyes up at the same time. And I think sometimes it's hard to find a target uh, for a player when they handle it that way. So anyway, a couple of points there, but uh, curious on your answers. Anthony, great stuff. Really appreciate you calling. Um, I echo everything you said about Evan Cole. I'm a huge fan of Evan. Uh, I think he helps us win games. He's, um, um, you know, he's, he's a, a really good basketball player. He's an energy giver. He changes, uh, he, he changes the flow, makes winning plays. I really believe if we had him at Pitt, he would have won the game. We need that was a grimy, muck it up game. He couldn't play because of his ankle injury. Um, and um, I, I'm a big fan of Evan Cole. A big fan. I think he's very important to our success. Um, and I, I I love everything about him. I like in that first half where he where he got that putback. So he was putting it back, putting it back. Um, that effort he had. He looked like Kenneth Fareed in that deal there. I, I show the guys Kenneth Fareed and Dennis Rodman rebounding tapes. Kenneth Freed was a player in the NBA, but he was a great rebounder, motor guy. Obviously, we know Dennis Rodman being a rebounder, motor guy. And um, he helped us win the game versus Wake Forest. He basically won us the game versus North Carolina State at home. Um, you know, he's been excellent. Um, he had that tough turnover in the first half when he got trapped in the short corner there. And uh, But so I'm a big fan of Evan. Uh, the reason I took him out for a few reasons in the second half, and I put him in when, especially when James fouled out, and he did get to the short corner and he got to the free throw line. He got fouled. Moses threw that pass. And you're right, Anthony, really good observation. Uh, X5, their center started moving up. That was their adjustment. When Moses caught it, they did not come right up to him. In the second half, they changed everything they did, and they came underneath and crowded him. Uh, that's where losing James to be able to throw over the top to, to James in a high-low situation, him fouling out, that hurt us a little bit. But Evan's really good. Short corner, I like to use the word alley. We use the word alley there. Um, now, he did have two passes thrown to him, one by Michael DeVoe that he should have caught. He was right there, and he, and he missed it. And then Jordan threw one to him, but that was a tough one. Jordan, it was too hard of a pass. And then the other part was uh, Dolziak had scored on him on that one time. They called a foul. I had I, I disagreed with that. I thought he did a good job of walling up. But I put Bubba in there for two reasons. One, I was going to try to size down to see if we could get Jordan um, to guard Dolziak a little bit to maybe help us on that or Dolziak. We're, we're going to set a record number for 21. the most number of pronunciations <laughs> for a single last name in one show. Um, so that's why I, I did that. And secondly, I was trying to get three guys on the perimeter with three-point shooting because 
we weren't getting stops, Anthony, and I was thinking, I could tell us we were losing the lead a little bit and we needed to get some more scoring in there because they were really compacting on Moses and so from the perimeter. And, um, um, yeah, I probably should have stayed, stayed with him a little more. You're right on that. Uh, he, he was just solid, Evan. I didn't think he's had, he wasn't as good as he's been in, in some other games, but I, I'm a big fan. I really am, Anthony. I, I, uh, I think he's really good. I love everything about him and the way that he plays. And, and, and you're right on the free throws. Those free throws he missed versus Wake Forest early, he, I don't think he took his time. I think he just rushed a shot, and then towards the second half, he made a bunch and and took his time. And the same thing, Syracuse hit two big ones in the stretch, and and um, and uh, um, uh, you know took his time, made him. But yeah, we need him. Um, we're gonna need him in the stretch run. But uh, you know, those are all valid points, and 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 those are my you know um, uh, uh, way to answer your points there. And and I, I thought that was really smart observation on your end there, Anthony. All right, Anthony, thank you very much. Uh, not to give a cheap plug, but I'm cheap and shameless as well. As I wrote in Inside the Chart the day of the Wake Forest game, watch out for Evan Cole because in three career games against the Demon Deacons, he was averaging nine points, seven rebounds, and 64% shooting. Evan versus Wake Forest Wednesday, nine points, seven rebounds. That's why you got to read Inside the Chart at RamblinDirect.com each and every game day. And we'll have a fresh Inside the Chart published for when you. When does that chart go up? Uh, we always post it about five hours before game time. Okay. So look for it in the early mid-afternoon Can I bring it tomorrow. to the bench and if I need to look at it on the bench? is that? You know, you probably have more important things going on. But, hey, if there's a big lead and you just want to wild away the last few minutes, you're more than welcome to there pull it go. up on your phone or your tablet. RamblinDirect.com. You can check that out. Syracuse, uh, the, the uh, game on Saturday, we got Clemson coming to town on Tuesday, 9 p.m. The tip-off will have airtime at 8.30 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Georgia United Credit Union, the official credit union of Georgia Tech Athletics, will also have a Coca-Cola ACC refresher for you on the other side of the break. It's GT60 presented tonight by City Tap Midtown on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tech fans play hard, work smart, and are passionate about winning. And at Ford Motor Company, we are too. That's why the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer is the best-selling large SUV in America. It's built for life's adventures and diehard fans like you. Drive it today. Drive it home. Drive it like a Ford. Visit BuyFordNow.com or see your local Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Based on 2018 CV sales of large utilities with three rows. Based on Ford segmentation. Best tailgate? It's got to be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football. Y pollo asado. Hoops and wings. It sucks. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's got to be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No. Seven layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill and an ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke. Come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day? Race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's tailgate 101. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Gold. It's not just our color. It's our commitment. It defines us. Drives us. It's our standard and our pursuit. When you come to the flats, you need to remember something. Our gold is unbreakable, forever gold-blooded. We are Georgia Tech Basketball. 
got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield IMG College. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. Welcome back to GT60 Live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. For more, let's head back live now to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Tonight's edition of GT60 is presented by City Tap. Visit City Tap Midtown, your local kitchen and craft. Andy Demetra, Josh Pastor, pleased to be with you this Monday night for GT60, which is also presented by your Atlanta area BMW Center's BMW, the official luxury vehicle of Georgia Tech Athletics. On our Coca-Cola ACC refresher, one game tonight, and it's a good one. Louisville, number 11 at number 6, Florida State. And it's the Cardinals on top, 32-27, the under-four timeout of the first half on Tuesday number seven Duke travels to Wake Forest alongside, alongside our game tipping at 9 o'clock. It's North Carolina State and North Carolina. Wednesday, Virginia has to Virginia Tech. Syracuse is at Pittsburgh. Notre Dame at Boston College. You know I'm a sucker for a good data-backed question, and we've got one on Twitter. You can always submit your questions on GT60 using the hashtag GT60. And Troy says, Coach, to date, only Georgia Tech, North Carolina State, and Boston College have six players averaging more than 25 minutes per game. How concerned are you with fatigue? Uh, can you – so us, Boston College – And North Carolina State. Are, are the only three teams. With six players averaging 25 or more minutes per game. Um, how concerned am I am with fatigue? I, I wonder where we are minutes-wise with some of our other guys, where we rank in minutes. But uh, I, I'm not concerned. I mean, we're, we're I think we're – you know, like today we practiced for an hour and 15 minutes. Um, we're or actually an hour, hour and uh, uh, twenty-five minutes. Um, wait, three forty-five, four <laughs> hour, hour and a half. We went, we went ninety minutes today, ninety minutes, hour and a half. But we were off yesterday. We just lifted and did film yesterday, so nothing on the court yesterday. Uh, we just lifted and filmed. So today we went ninety minutes, and uh, I'm not concerned. I mean, we're at this point. You, you want to be in great shape. I'm not worried about fatigue. We're, we're, we're being smart in our practices, and, and you got to be in great shape and great conditioning as it is anyway. And, and we're kind of our rotation set as it is. Those guys are going to get those minutes, and, and because of that, their lungs should be healthy enough where they can handle the, the short burst and, and, and quick recovery. Are you concerned, though, that some of the turnovers you're seeing out of your team might be fatigue turnovers? Yeah, but, uh, you know, look, we're, we, we've, we're having nine turnovers the first half for Syracuse. We had eight the second. I, I, I don't know. We just got better ball security. Um, but, um, you know, we look, those starter minutes are going to play – 20, you know, a lot of minutes. Bubba's playing a lot of minutes, and Evan Cole and Khalid's got to be ready. That's kind of where we're at right now, and we just got to keep staying with it. But right. I, I, I'm not, I have no concern about the fatigue factor. All right, great question, Troy. Again, the uh, hashtag on Twitter Thank is you, GT60. Troy. Our Coca-Cola ACC refresher, by the way, brought to you by Coca-Cola. Not all fans agree on the best game day foods, but when they're served with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. And right here in the Coca-Cola, we just had some great bottles of Dasani water, which is a Coca-Cola product. Yeah, you're not much for the caffeinated beverages, but the Dasani will... Yeah, I'm more... uh, Carbonated, carbonated. Okay. You know, more carbonated, but... 
Um, but we're having good Dasani waters right here. That we are. Well, you got to yeah. keep the pipes hydrated, Absolutely. well oiled for uh, 60 minutes of Georgia Tech basketball talk. We've got Clemson coming to town tomorrow, 9 p.m. the tip-off time. You face them in the regular season finale at Little John. So kind of interesting to how the schedule worked out where you have two games with Clemson in a very condensed period of time. They've won three straight games by an average of 17.6 points. The latest was a wire-to-wire win at Boston College Saturday in which they shot 68.9%. You are very bullish on Amir Sims, their 6'7 junior, who leads them in virtually every statistical offensive category. What makes him uh, the fulcrum around which everything turns for that yeah. Georgia, for that Clemson offense? I, I, first of all, I think Coach Brunel's done a great job. I think he's a really good coach. I think he's he's excellent. He's been great at Wright State. I think he was at UNC Wilmington, was that correct, before Wright State? And he's done a great job at Clemson. He's got over 350 wins as a Division One basketball coach. Um, their teams are really good defensively. And um, <clears throat> they're just they're, they're good. And what they're doing right now is the way they're they're playing offensively, the way they're shooting the basketball, the way that they're, they're um, you know, almost 90% of their made threes are assisted. They get you in rotations, and I think Sims is as hard of a matchup as anyone in, in all of the ACC because he's their five-man, but he's really a four, and he, he leads them in three-point shooting percentage. He leads them in assist. He leads them in scoring. I mean, he's just a guy that can get it done. He's continued to get better. I think the kid Tevin Max, a good player. Um, what, what does he do well? He, he's, kind of, he play, he's, he's really a three, but he plays their four. Um, and, I mean, at 32 against Syracuse, He's really good against that zone and that high post. He's really good. Um, I just think he's, you know, they're just a really good basketball team. And I think Coach Brunell's done a great job. I think defensively they're solid. They're getting guys back. They're really good in transition defense. But it's just right now you look at their numbers offensively. All, literally half their shots are threes during conference play. They're living by the three and dying by the three. And, and, and in these last three games that they've had wins and they've won by 15 or plus, um, you know, they're 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 um, you know they're just offensively they're just they're they're it's like they're standing on the pier shooting mm-hmm. into the ocean, um, you know now for us the last two years uh, we've been hurt with David Scar David and I say this in my press conference David Scar did a great job on Jose Alvarado and the year before that on Josh Okogi um, defensively yeah he just really, smothering him with just, size he really yeah his size really bothered both guys he's a really good defender so we've got to do a better job scoring. Uh, against Clemson, we've got to be better. They'll both play man. They'll both they'll, they'll play man and zone, and um, uh, but we're, we just need to be really at a high level. And um, this is a really good basketball team. I think Clemson's playing as well as anybody in the league, maybe as well as anybody in the country in his in last three-game stretch, and we're going to have to play our best basketball if we want to win a game tomorrow. So for a team that leads the ACC in three-point rate in conference play, you naturally think of the Notre Dames and Virginia Techs, teams that also generate a lot of their offense and a lot of their field goal attempts from behind the line. How does their offense differ maybe from what we've seen uh, at McCamish this year with Notre Dame and Virginia Tech? Well, I just think the biggest thing is the matchup with Sims. Sims is a really – he's like Mooney. He's like John Mooney. John Mooney makes that whole Notre Dame team go because of how you got to guard him. He's not a traditional block guy. When Durham's in for Notre Dame, it's much easier to guard Notre Dame with Durham's in there because he's a traditional five. It's just like with Sims. If Sims was at the four, it would be an easier deal. But with him at the five, he's just such a hard matchup because you've got to – how are you guarding him on ball screens? He's picking and popping. He can drive you on the floor. He can score in the post. He's a great passer. So that's – you know, that becomes the issue. And then when you have other guys shooting the way they're shooting right now and uh, and spacing the floor like they are, 
that's where they become ultra dangerous. All right, well, once again, we'll uh, get the final verdict beginning at 9 p.m. tomorrow, our pregame coverage at 8.30. But, of course, listen to us on your way into McCamish for Georgia Tech and Clemson. We'll take another timeout, wrap up with head coach Josh Pastor in a moment. GT60 is brought to you by Georgia United Credit Union, the official credit union of Georgia Tech Athletics. We'll wrap things up after this. It's GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from Inside Tech Athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799. Libman makes a difference. The Libman Mop Crew is part of our winning team. The Libman Mop Crew makes sure the hardwood is clean and safe for the players every game at McCamish Pavilion. No matter what kind of flooring you have at your home court, Libman has the tools to keep it clean. Our mops, brooms, and brushes are proudly family made in the USA. Visit Libman.com to see our whole lineup and for a store locator. That's Libman.com. Libman, proud partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Gold. It's not just our color. It's our commitment. It defines us. Drives us. It's our standard and our pursuit. When you come to the flats, you need to remember something. Our gold is unbreakable, forever gold-blooded. We are Georgia Tech Basketball. Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from Inside Tech Athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799. want to once again thank City Tap Midtown for being the presenting sponsor of tonight's show. Visit City Tap Midtown, your local kitchen and craft. Why not visit City Tap Midtown on your way to McCamish tomorrow for Georgia Tech and Clemson. Airtime 8.30, tip-off 9 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Every game takes on such significance with how crowded the middle of the pack is in the ACC. You and the, the Tigers glob. separated. Yes, the glob. The famous glob. You guys separated by one game in the standings, 7-9. and nine. Clemson 8-8, eight and eight, but winners of three in a row. Besides them simply making shots over this three-game tear that they've been on, which included a win over Louisville. They faced Louisville right after you upset them. And they the beat Duke this year. Yeah. 
two top five wins uh, for the first time in uh, He's done a great job. Years. Coach Brunell's done just a terrific job. But uh, the last three games, other than simply making shots, and we've heard your associate head coach, Eric Ravenel, say it's a shooter's game. Anything else you've observed where Clemson has raised its level of play the last three games to account for winning those three and by wide margins? Well, I mean, look, I, I, I just think, you know, and I, I don't want to sound um, like this is just easy to say because it really is about shooting. I mean, you, you get – Basketball's all about energy, Andy. Everything's about energy. Life's about energy. Basketball's about energy. And when you're scoring the ball like they're sh- like they're scoring, it just it opens everything up. And when the other team is not scoring, it can be deflating. And um, and they they've done a really good job. Like I said, you look at their stats. Literally 50% of their shots in conference play are threes. They are they are living and dying by the three. Now how they get to those threes. Are different are, is different ways, but they're getting to them simply by the fact of, of um, you know, they're not they're not. Um, it's not like a or Syracuse is just playing one on one, and you know Elijah U just pulls up and shoots a shot, or or here comes Buddy Beheim coming off of a staggered screen. You look at it, they just with Sims becomes a really hard matchup because of how they play and what they do and who what type of player that Sims is he's just a different unique guy and um, uh, you have to guard his three you got to guard his passing he can post up so it's like saying well, well just switch the screen well it's not that easy because he'll go in the post and then they because of what they're doing shooting the ball um, they space you so um, you know they run a lot of stuff. And it doesn't end all in ball screens. They'll run shuffle stuff. They run, they actually run a lot of stuff that we ran earlier in the season. My point, we called it mm-hmm. the Princeton actions, where you're playing through the elbow. They'll go screen away. They'll screen over the top. They'll go down the middle. But they like the screen away action a lot. And one guy cutting back door, two guys coming together, which is not always easy to play against, because you're kind of you're you're pointing, or you're if you're not prepared on it now. You know, I understand how to play it because you know we, we've 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 ran it, but um, they run those type of things, and those are hard actions to guard. Like then false we, motion as well. Uh, some false motion, but it's even more than that. Like I said, the ball goes enters to the elbow, guy screens away at the other elbow, guy goes back door, guy catches it. Here comes a ball screen, guy slipping out to the ball screen. You help for a second, they kick it, and here's a three. And um, you know, just you know, I'm pulling out the stats right here. Um, you know, you look at it, Sims is shooting 44% from three. I mean, uh, the kid 12, Hem- um, Hemingway. Uh, Hemingway, is shooting 51% from three. I mean, 418 of their 877 shots are three-point shots. That's that's like Virginia Tech. And that's, 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 what, that's what it's like. It's different than Syracuse, but it's like Virginia Tech. Can I give you a number that might inspire some confidence? For sure. Your last three ACC home games? You know what your opponents have shot from three? Tell me. 11 of 65, well, 16.9%. Man, we need to have that same – that's going to be the whole thing tomorrow is holding that same percentage down. You want another We're, stat that might inspire sure, your confidence? Sure, You guys have not trailed at home since the 238 mark of the second half I versus North Carolina State. So you will enter tomorrow night's tip-off with the Tigers having led for two hours, two minutes, and 38 consecutive. I love it. 
So there you go. Let me ask you this. Where are we ranked three-point defense in conference? Do you have that? In conference play, entering the Syracuse game, you guys were third in three-point defense in conference play. Gotcha. So there you go. The numbers can add up just as well for Georgia Tech. We'll see if they can add up at the end of 40 minutes in McCamish. Look forward to seeing you out here once again. Georgia Tech versus Clemson. Airtime, 8.30, tip-off, 9. Get that second cup of coffee and cheer on your yellow jackets. It is jackets. late. Bring your pajamas. You can wear your pajamas if you want. What Whatever the heck? Whatever you want to wear. We need the energy, the enthusiasm. Just wear that white and gold. Wear your pajamas. Enjoy the game. A little pajama party on 10th and Fowler, and hopefully it'll end in a win. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks once again. Thank you, Andy. All right, he's head coach Josh Pastor for our network engineer, Miller Pope, Dan Kortz, inside our network studios. I'm Andy Demetra. Once again, thanks so much for listening to GT60 right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.